0: We've heard loads this morning, haven't we, uh, already from kind of Matt and Steph and Chris and Alicia and just even what Colin was saying there about the privilege of being part of a family and part of the church family. And even as we've been thanking God this morning for children, um, we just want to spend a few moments really just thinking about kind of God's heart for the wider family, the church. And, you know, the most common picture that uh, is used in the New Testament um, for the church is a family. Um, and that's the kind of as as the New Testament in, emerges and the writers start to pen These letters um, to the different churches, the most common language is that of family. And really, that starts with Jesus on the cross in John chapter 19, where he says these words It says, When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, just as John standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. And in this moment on the cross, Jesus is initiating. A new kind of family, you know, uh, not based on blood relations, but he says to John and to, and to Jesus and his own mother, you're now family. And he joins them together in this new family, not based on blood, but what through what he has achieved on the cross, which cuts across age and gender and social class and background and race and ethnicity. And this picture is then really what the early church got hold of. And if you read the New Testament letters, the most common used language is that of family you know it's the normal way that the the writers of the new testament talk about the church in galatians 1 paul talks about the brothers who are with me and then in ephesians kind of 1 and 2 you get this great picture of paul talking about how we've been adopted into the family of god but now we're to be kind of the household and the family of god to one another through our adoption into him and then in 1 timothy 5 he writes About teaching, about treating others in the church as mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters. And this is just the the kind of the norm and the pattern that gets uh, talked about about the church being the family of God. And we're just going to look very briefly this morning at another one of these uh, in Romans 12. So Nigel was preaching through Romans 12 last week. Uh, He particularly looked at verse 12. And I just want to look at a couple of things from verse 10 today. Let me just read Romans 12, verse um, verse 9 to 13 first. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality and last week Nigel looked at that verse 12 rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation and be constant in prayer and just today for a few moments I just want to look at verse 10 love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honour And I just want to to talk about them. And for us as a kind of wider family, we need to get hold of these two verses as we head into another lockdown. I feel that if we can get hold of these verses uh, afresh and again today, it will serve us as a wider community. And if you're tuning in from elsewhere, um, hopefully this will bless you uh, as well. But it will serve us as a family as we head into a lockdown and there's a sense of frustration and distance that we feel from one another. So let's just look at these two statements um, that Paul writes to the church, love one another with brotherly affection, and then outdo one another in showing honor. So the first one, love one another with brotherly affection. Um, again, family language is, is, the, is the framework of what Paul is talking about here. And the word love, uh, many of you will know that in the Greek there's kind of, there's four different words for love in the New Testament. Um, In the Greek New Testament, we just translate it as one word, love. But the word love here, Philadelphia, is kind of the the love that is expressed particularly between parents and children. We've already heard about that this morning. I love what Matt said um, when he talked about having had children. He understands the love of God more and about what it means to lay down yourself for your children. And so the love that Paul is talking about here is a love between parents and children, particularly also husbands and wives and other family relationships as well but particularly parents and children as I was just thinking about this I was reminded of uh, when our own children were born and that moment where where suddenly um, you're holding your newborn child and just this overwhelming sense of love um, and just it's it's kind of it is completely overwhelming that you feel for this newborn baby and and that overwhelming love and that sense of care for them doesn't change but in fact only grows as you get to know them, and it's not dependent upon their behaviour. Um, sure, you know, sometimes they're more challenging, sometimes they're easier, but that love and that sense of care and compassion that you feel for your children is unchanging in that way, and you do anything for them. And when families, you know, in the natural are, are are flowing in the way that God has designed it to, there is this deep sense, an inexpressible sense of love and care and commitment to one another and rejoicing together and laughing together and crying together and go through seasons of hardship as well as seasons of rejoicing. Families are there for one another no matter what. And families are called and and do go beyond the call of duty for one another. There's, There's very little that I wouldn't do for my children in that way. And the call to the church here of Paul is love one another with that kind of love love one another how a parent loves a child and would do anything for them and would go the extra mile and will be there th- for them no matter what and will have that deep sense of care and love for them in all seasons of life and just as uh, you know uh, as a father i'm called to devote and love my se- and love my family in that way and to serve my family so in a very real sense what paul is saying here is our family is actually much wider and we're to have that same sense of love that We have for our own family, and if you have children, your own children, you'd have that same love for the family of God, and that's just such an incredible call and an incredible privilege that God invites us to participate in to be a family, a church community that expresses love in the same way that a parent expresses love to a child or a husband expresses love to a wife, or a brother and a sister express love, okay, not so much when they're children, they fight all the time, but Mm -hmm. that love and that commitment to each other is the same call that God invites the church to have with one another, love one another with brotherly affection, and then Paul goes on to say, and I just love this, I love the way that um, the ESV translate this, outdo one another in showing honor i just think this is an incredible vision of christian family and christian community to honor someone above yourself you know in a family context you know parents are called to lay down their themselves for the sake of their children their husbands are, and wives are called to lay down themselves for the sake of their partners in that way and the same is true of the church family to prefer others over yourself and paul's vision And Paul's aspiration for the church here is what Charles Spurgeon called aspiring to be the second, not the first, which I just think is a really great expression. And if you imagine in a uh, in in a in a running race, you know, think about the Olympics, uh, which are coming up, I think, in 2021. Athletes train and run to outdo others so that they may obtain honor. The whole emphasis is to be the one who beats others, therefore getting the honour of the gold medal. But in the kingdom of God, we run the race not and we outdo others, not so that we are honoured, but so that others are honoured and elevated. We run the race to prefer others, to take delight in serving and lifting up others. We're called to honour others more than we're called to seek honour. And actually this is a joy and a delight and a privilege um, as followers of Jesus to delight in serving others, to run the race in such a way that others are honoured more than we are honoured and others are seeking to honour us in the same way. And our motivation for this isn't moralistic, it's not to somehow sort of feel good about ourselves, our motivation for outdoing one another in showing honour is because Jesus Christ chose to honour us. Because he went low so that we would receive royal robes, that Jesus humbles himself to the point of death on a cross. He goes to the lowest of the lows and he honors us by rescuing us from sin and death. And he invites us to commune in family with him, despite the fact that we had dishonored and rejected him. And so, honoring is actually in the DNA of followers of Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, we're called to and commissioned to bear the image of Jesus Christ to the world around us, to the wider church, to others uh, as well. And as we go low to serve others, as we prefer others as more highly than ourselves, as we take delight in honoring and serving other people and seeking their blessing, actually, we bear the image of Jesus Christ to both the church family, and to the world around us, that as we seek to outdo others in showing honour, actually it's a display of the character and the heart of Jesus Christ, and of what he has actually done, and the message of the gospel, which is that he went low so that we might be lifted up, and now we get the privilege of going low so that others are lifted and elevated and built up in faith. And the word honour here is it's about really about showing somebody their true value and their true worth. And that isn't based on their status. It's not based on what they've done. It's not based on whether we think they deserve it. Honor is actually based on their in each person's intrinsic value as an image bearer of God made in his image. And actually what we are doing when we honor somebody is we are merely affirming that they're made as a child of God, that they're made in the image of their creator and that through our words and through our actions, we get to display and demonstrate that they too are worthy to be served and lifted up and honoured. And actually, just as God has honoured us, so we too have the privilege to outdo one another in honouring each other. And that's that's this invitation of Paul's to us uh, today and in this moment. And You know, when Paul writes these verses in in verse 10, we get the same expression twice. Love one another and outdo one another. This invitation of Paul to the church isn't for a few. It's not for a narrow group of people in the church. It's for the whole body and the whole family. You know, right here in verse 10, as as actually reoccurs in the New Testament over a hundred times, this phrase, one another. This is the vision of the church family that together, one another, mutually giving and receiving love and encouragement and support and cheering one another on. That's the vision of the church family a one another in community where each person plays their part, participates to encourage, gives out, serves, blesses others. You you to me, me to you, you to others and others back to you. That's this vision of a family working together that each one is built up and lifted up. It's never limited to a few. It's the whole body, one anothering and encouraging and blessing each other. And I I feel deeply privileged that um, over this past kind of nine months as we've been in lockdown, I feel privileged to be part of a community which I believe is learning to express some of this um, some of this verse together. Personally, I know that we have known and felt the love of this family uh, over us as a family personally, but I know that's not just true of us. I just want to read a couple of text messages that I've had over the recent months just as a way of encouraging us really as a family that I think we are learning some of the rhythms of what it looks like to, to model uh, Romans 12.10. This, this is a text from somebody the other day to say this, we have really known the love of the church over this past year. Another person said this, thank you for the kindness and support you have showed us as a family. Another one says this, thank you for your prayers and blessings to us. It's a privilege to be part of this community. But that isn't just actually limited within this family. I remember something that Esther shared last week uh, when she said she's got a friend of hers who's, who's, who's not a follower of Jesus. And she says, I'm really envious of this love and community that you have in the church. And and that is what the church is called to do, to be a beacon of light and hope and to shine the love of Jesus to the world around us. I remember another person saying to me um, that someone had told them, uh, again, who wasn't a follower of Jesus, said to them, it's crazy how much you guys love each other as a family. And so I just really want to express my encouragement to us, really, I guess, off the back of this verse. Firstly, Thank you for every way that each one of you has served and invested and honoured and loved one another over this past season. You know, it's not been an easy season as we've been separated. It's not been an easy season for many as they faced lots of different challenges in life. But I just want to thank you for every prayer, every phone call, every way that you have served and encouraged and blessed one another and sought to enact and live out Romans 12.10 really as a community. And I feel privileged that we get to be a part of this kind of family together, learning what this looks like. Um, But as we go into lockdown 3.0 into this new year, I want to really believe that this verse will serve us so well as a family. And I want to call us and invite us to continue to seek each one of us to seek to live out this verse through this year as a wider family. Love one another with brotherly affection outdo one another in showing honor i recognize that for many um you know life is challenging many of us are feeling locked down, weary um and we're separated from one another in so many ways but i believe that what god wants to do is he wants to teach us in this moment what does it look like for us to be a new testament community where we seek to love and serve and bless and honor one another and a little while back, I think it was um, a guy called Ray, I think it was Ray Lowe when he came and preached to us in the summer and we were, when we were live streaming. He said this, what we learn now will determine what we do when all this is over. And so we have the privilege in this moment of learning once again the habits and the rhythms and the practices of loving one another and honouring one another and seeking to outdo one another. And how we learn that in this moment will actually shape us for what the future looks like as a family and I just want to talk about two very practical ways that we can do this um, just by way of finishing really and calling us into over this moment. The first is about stepping into community. This is not a moment for us to be um, separated or lone sheep kind of wandering around the field. This is a moment where each of us needs connection and community with a local family to pray and love and support and for you to do the same to others. So I want to encourage each one of us to step into community in this season. in Whatever way that looks like for you, uh, we're going to be giving more details about kind of house groups and things like that over the kind of coming days. But I want to invite each one of us to intentionally step into community in this moment and into togetherness and seeking the blessing of others, as well as knowing that you too will be blessed yourself. So step into community. And secondly, let's be intentional at reaching out across the family. I want to invite each one of us on this call to think of one person this week who you can be in touch with across the across this family. One person that you can maybe reach out to in a phone call or a text or send a card or ring up and pray for. And let's imagine a community where each week, each one of us is doing that sense of crossing over um, the barrier and phoning and being in touch with. Imagine a community where there's that network of people, one anothering, especially those who maybe you haven't seen for a while or you're thinking, I wonder where they've gone, I wonder where they're at. Let's just be intentional at reaching out, stepping into community and reaching out to one another so that we might kind of live out this invitation of Paul's to love one another with brotherly affection and to outdo one another in showing honor. It's such an amazing invitation. It's such a vision of community that Paul longs for that is actually a sign and a wonder to the world. And so I wanna invite us as we head into lockdown and the challenges that will bring, let's step into community and let's reach out to others. Amen. We respond to that. Maybe there people you're looking, thinking through, I haven't seen this person for a while. Let's be intentional at reaching out and finding out how they're doing and praying for them and encouraging them to, to step into community. Amen. Fab. Thank you. I'm just going to pray over us um, and, and then we'll... Um, We'll draw it to a close this morning. Um, There'll be a prayer team available for anybody who would like prayer this morning. Um, So if you'd like to hang on to the call at the end, if you'd like prayer for anything that's going on in life, you're welcome. Just stay on the call. We'd love to pray for you. Um, So let me just pray over us. Jesus, I want to thank you uh, for the church. And I want to thank you for this beautiful vision um, that Paul sets before us and that beautiful invitation to love each other with brotherly affection and to outdo one another in showing honor. And I pray over each one in this call today, Lord, that we would learn the rhythms and the habits of loving one another more deeply and seeking to outdo one another and showing honor and love to you. I thank you that our motivation is not is not um, some sort of self-help but our motivation is the gospel of Jesus Christ that you went low so that we would be elevated and we glorify you we thank you that all everything that we do would bear the image of Jesus Christ to one another nor to a broken and hurting world we ask that we ask that you would fill each of us with your Holy Spirit would you pour out your grace over us this week would you strengthen us where we need it and lord would we would we bless one another so richly and so deeply in this season in jesus name we pray amen